Uh, so Bill O'Reilly totally changed the game when it comes to cable news. You know, uh, there'd be no Tucker Carlson if it wasn't for Bill O'Reilly. There'd be no Rachel Maddow. There'd be no Keith Olbermann. There might not even be a Greg Kelly if it wasn't for what Bill O'Reilly uh, in many ways pioneered and perfected uh, and changed uh, America. And uh, you know all about his cable show, BillOReilly.com. He's still out there every night. You can also, of course, read his books. He is the best-selling author in the history of books, I think, at least in the nonfiction category. Uh, his latest, uh, The Killing the Witches, The Horror of Salem, Massachusetts, and uh my dad actually listened to it, Bill. He loved it, totally loved it. Welcome back. How are you? Good, Kelly. How you doing? Getting ready for Christmas out here on Long Island. I bet you're doing the same thing. Kinda. You know, I don't really have the Christmas spirit right now. It just, it, for one, it's warm. Number two, I don't know, busy. I feel a little bit, uh, you know, the secularization of everything. I feel. Well, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna help you here. Please. All right. I'm going to help Greg Kelly. I want all WABC uh, listeners to note in the spirit of Christmas how charitable I'm going to be. So, number one, your father give him uh, my best. I saw him a few weeks ago at an event. Um, real hero and patriot, um, Ray Kelly. And everybody should know that. I mean, the guy did, uh, you know, with the Marines and then coming in New York City and uh, that is the hardest job you could possibly want, the uh, commissioner of the police. And um, so what I want you to do, Kelly, is I want you to get out of yourself and go into other people. So your dad and your mother, I know them both. I mean, they're getting up there. You want to make their Christmas as nice as you can make it. And then your siblings um, and then your wife. And then, you know, you just go down the list and then you'll start to get into the spirit. You just get out of the Hunter Biden zone. You get out of the Mayor Adams zone. It's hard to get out. I know. It's like Michael Corleone. Once I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. <laughs> but for the next 10 days, I think that uh, everybody's best served concentrating on their families and other people. All right. Well, I got to work tonight and uh, all next week. But I know what you mean, and I think you can do the same thing. Um, you can do two things at the same time. And uh, Right. Wow. All right. So Killing the Witches. um Boy, it is a, it's a doozy, and we're doing the same thing right now. There's still a witch hunt in America. What do you want people to know about this book? Well, that's where I wrote the book. So uh, in 1692, you had 12-year-old girls running around pointing at adults saying, uh, um, that person uh, wanted me to sign the devil's book, and two weeks later they had a noose around their neck swinging from a tree. No due process, all accusations for convictions, the only way you could uh, save yourself was to confess. So that was it. So the girls pointed at you. Uh, you were immediately guilty. But if you did confess to being a witch, they wouldn't kill you. So that was incredible. A lot of people don't know how bad it was. And then we put you on the Mayflower and uh, the voyage over to America. The, our country was founded on horror. And that is the truth. And, of course, we've evolved into, uh, I think, the most noble nation on earth. But today we have a struggle. We have a civil war between the progressive left and the traditional right. And the progressive left has used this cancel culture, these accusations. Again, they've weaponized them and they've used them against everybody from the president of the United States, Donald Trump, on down. And not only that, but normal, regular people in communities, been destroyed. 
because of accusations that turned out not to be true. And the media plays into this. The media loves this. They can't get enough of it. All right? So if you got an accusation against a powerful or famous person, New York Post can put that on page one all day long, every day. And if it turns out not to be true, you might get it on page 35. Kelly, you know the game. And you've seen the game. And you've lived the game. So have I. And it's got to stop. So that's why I wrote Killing the Witches. I, the beginning, you're going to be horrified. And now, 2013, we're back there. 2023, I can't even keep my date straight. 2023, we're back where we were in 1692. You know one weird footnote to, you know, I was accused once, and it was a two-week thing. Did you know when I was exonerated, it was actually front-page news? I got to give the fake news that. They put the, uh, the headline. That was a different time. It was. That it was, was like a different time. It was 2012. And tell us, it's only right. 11 years ago. How? Why is that? How is it so different? Because the rule you start with the rise of the progressive movement. So 11 years ago, the progressive movement was there, but had not achieved the power it has now. So if you really want to understand a progressive movement, and this extends into Israel, anti-Semitism. Uh, Biden administration, open border. It goes everywhere. The tentacles are everywhere. If you want to understand, you read a book called Rules for Radicals, Saul Alinsky. Okay? He's dead, thank God. I hate to be that way, but he did so much damage to this country, this Alinsky guy. And the Rules for Radicals are very simple. Destroy your opponent. Destroy them. And Hillary Clinton wrote a paper at Wellesley College about that. And that paper has never been made public. Wellesley College still will not release it, interestingly enough. So when you went through your ordeal, there was some kind of balance in this country about journalism and this and that. That's evaporated now. You know that. There are no standards of journalism. None. It's a little bit and, different and, now, though, don't you think? I mean, every, all day long, people through digital, I call it digital osmosis, they have an idea what is going on They the, from their phone, from whatnot, you know what I mean? Because it's it pervades everything. You don't have to buy a newspaper to know what's going on. It just passively people find out. And then at night they want to know, okay, I know what's going on. I want to know what people think about what's going on. And that's why opinion TV has kind of exploded, although it's kind of dying at the same time. Um, but... I think people are better informed than before. You, you don't buy it? They're better informed on a casual basis, but not in reality. So when I started the O'Reilly Factor in 1996, I designed that program at Harvard. I was at the Kennedy School, where your father attended as well. And I knew that the technology was coming so that major corporations like Fox and like Paramount and like NBC were going to have round-the-clock news on television. And I knew that you just couldn't do what 1010 Wins does, headlines. You you were going to have to get into opinion. And why not? The newspapers have had opinion way back until the George Washington era on the op-ed page and the editorials. So that's what I did. And I designed the thing, and as you pointed out, it went crazy. And, and people wanted to know what various people thought about various things. The problem with the Internet age, the social media, is you get a very shallow take on 
what is happening. You get only the point of view that the Internet site wants you to have. And therefore, it's very difficult to get any nuance or any historical truth at all yeah. about very, very important about very important subjects, which is why these idiot kids at Harvard and Penn and Columbia and Cornell run out to the streets screaming about river to sea. They know nothing, Kelly. You could have them on your program. I can have them on my programs, and I could say, hey, how did the state of Israel, how, how was it formed? They, you think they're going to know? You know, you talk about superficial, and uh, here's something. I actually am reading Liz Cheney's book. I just finished it, right? It was dominated. She was on all the shows. Right. Uh, you would think a lot of – I'm quoted in the book. I didn't know that until I read my name in the book. Carrie Lake has an entire chapter uh, about her. She did not know it until I told her. It's like people aren't reading. They aren't going deep. They're floating at the surface, and uh, that's why people should read your books and go to BillOReilly.com. Well, how, thank you. How is uh, – Donald Trump doing. And actually, when I think of the witches, I guess the witches did not, the alleged witches did not have defense lawyers. And that's part of the problem right now, because the legal community has been scared, uh, scared off of Trump. You know, I mean, yeah. you, you, you sure, start a stigma. Anybody, anybody associated with Donald Trump is stigma. L- let me just make one comment about Liz Cheney. And, and, and this goes right into what we were talking about. So why is Liz Cheney attacking Trump. Why is she making a career? She lost her house seat in Wyoming, got slaughtered out there because that's a red state and they didn't want to hear what she had to say. But why is she doing it? What What is it about Trump? I have a fear. That, Can I give you my theory? It, I'll give you the fact. You don't need to be. Well, I'm going to run a hypothesis by you because it's so personal with her. Um, it's Donald Trump coming out against the Iraq war of which her father was the, the main architect. And that's Correct. why. All right. Cool. You you nailed it. So Trump didn't just come out against the Iraq war. He savaged Bush, Bush and Cheney in a personal way, which he does. Can I ask you, though, like, for instance, maybe it's maybe it's a maybe it's a tone or whatever. I, I characterize that as a theory. That's a theory I have. You characterize it as a fact. Maybe it's you went. How do you know? Because if you read Liz Cheney's um, opinions about Donald Trump, they're hysterical. They're not based on what he did in office. And he did – Liz Cheney would have to admit this if she's an honest person. I don't know if she is or not. But he was effective in four years in policy. And almost 90 percent of the policies that Trump espoused, Liz Cheney espouses. There's no difference in policy between the two people. So the only bone of contention is that she's protecting her father, all right, that she got uh, furious about these personal attacks. And I've seen that, and you saw of you, over our entire lives. You attack a family member or somebody, and that overrides everything. And that's what Liz Cheney is doing. And the liberals embrace that, which is why she's on every television program every second, all right. If she were saying good things about Trump, do you think Liz Cheney would be on any of those programs? Right. No, totally. And so Donald Trump did. A, he he forever uh, made an enemy out of the liberals because he beat uh, uh, Hillary Clinton. And now he antagonizes uh, the deep state because of the Iraq war. It really is uh, something. Well, it was more than that, though. I mean, he attacked the Bush family, attacked Jeb Bush. 
the establishment Republican structure hates Donald Trump. They hate him. Um, and those are the old guard Republicans. And because he went in and did that. And, you know, and I've had a conversations with him about that. I said, look, you can make your points without tearing these people apart personally. But, you know, uh, he's not going to listen to me. Well, I think that these cases against him are a total uh, sham. And he is, um, I mean, and Jack Smith, here's the problem. I think that there are a handful of lawyers who think that. Fox News doesn't really think that. I am surprised. The only people Donald Trump has are the people. The established the MAGA people. The MAGA right. people. And, you know, quite frankly, we don't run the country. And Jack well, Smith, what Jack Smith is doing is corrupt. And it's amazing that he can get away with it. Uh, although I agree. I agree with you. Um, probably 80 percent of it. I think Trump made a mistake uh, with the Mar-a-Lago document stuff when the archives asked for it. He should have given them a quick accounting and not delayed it for any way, shape, or form. That was a mistake that he made. The New York City real estate stuff, obviously bogus. You and I know this never would have been prosecuted. Any other human being, they never would have gone after anybody like this. It happens all the time. There's no victim. The banks are fine with it. This is crazy. George is another trumped-up thing, pardon the pun. I mean, this woman is trying to make a national name for herself by going after him, saying that he had some kind of electoral influence in georgia it's absurd trump's entitled to his opinion his opinion is the election was rigged that's what they're prosecuting trump for across every boundary his opinion they're prosecuting his opinion i think the supreme court will throw it out i think they know that so ultimately trump will probably prevail here except for the mar-a-lago stuff because he didn't hand it over the way he should have but biden got away with it too the difference is that Biden handed it over as soon as they asked. It's a complicated thing. But anyway, you're, you're correct, essentially correct, that this whole federal government is corrupt now. So are they going to indict Hunter Biden for not uh, showing up for the subpoena like they did Steve Bannon and Peter Navarro? They almost have to. It's exactly the same thing. It is right? amazing. Yeah, I know. And those guys, they spent their six hours in jail, and they want to put him in prison for four months. So... Hey, Bill, the book, uh, Killing the Witches, The Horror of Salem, Massachusetts. Uh, what's, you got a lead on your next, uh, your next project? Yeah, we're going to do a book, uh, called Confronting the Presidents. No spin assessments from George Washington to Joe Biden. Every single president, whether that man hurt or helped the country, be out early September and the run up to our vote next November. What's your bottom line on Gerald Ford? Ford was a decent man, not a good leader, but accomplished more than people know. And he lost reelection because he pardoned Richard Nixon, which was the right thing to do. And that's that speech he gave was something else. Well, Bill O'Reilly, it's always a privilege to talk to you. Um, many thanks. You've changed. You're, you've changed the world. You're changing the world. I think for the better. Killing the witches available wherever books are sold. Hey, who read the book for you? you did you hire an actor? Uh, I did. I can't give you his name. You know, I'm so busy. I'm not even involved with that anymore. I did it in the beginning, but I'm so busy now with WABC and our national and international broadcast that I don't have time to do it. But I want to say something to your audience. I've known Kelly a long time, um, and he's an honorable man.
and I hope all the Kellys have a uh, a blessed Christmas and a and a really good time. Uh, all right, you're the best, Bill. Thank you very much. Merry Christmas Thanks to you. Thanks for having me on, Greg. Take Appreciate care it. now. Take care. Blessings to everybody. Hey, I'm an honorable man. Um, I try to be. I try to be. Uh, all right, we'll be right back. Thank you, Bill. Hi, it's Lou Dobbs for Priority Gold, America's precious metals dealer. These are volatile times with high inflation, soaring debt, wars on multiple continents, and rising financial stress. Central banks are buying gold to diversify their reserves, so are many Americans. Call Priority Gold and find out how precious metals can help you diversify your portfolio. They're highly rated and happy to help. Call 1-866-303-6357 or get a free gold guide at PriorityGoldGuide.com. That's Priority. PriorityGoldGuide.com. 